Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on? I'm just doing stuff and things. How about you, buddy? I need some help. Tell me. I need a whole crowd of people to help me find... Money? Money. Wow, that's like crowdfunding. It is. Do you think it's worth it? I think it could be. I mean, I guess it depends. Are we talking about raising money or are we talking about like selling some shit on Kickstarter that actually like selling something because those are different things we're going to talk about both all right so today's topic is is crowdsourcing or crowdfunding worth it and we have a list of a few things that you might want to consider um and we're going to kind of run through it have you ever crowdsourced well i I, let's define crowdsourcing and crowdfunding because crowdsourcing could be as simple as asking a group of people to help contribute something yeah like helping me move. Sure. And then you also have things where it's paid like um, one popular crowdsourcing thing is 99 designs where you create a contest. I'm a big fan of that. I like it. I've used it a lot. It's actually where our uh, podcast logo came from. They killed it. Yeah. Did a good job. For 99 bucks or whatever it was. It was actually, it was a lot more than that. Actually, it wasn't 99. It was more like 299 or something. A lot more. Yeah, but definition of a lot more. So, well, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. That was that was in 2017, Matt. Um, But crowdsourcing in that regard, uh, like I just defined, was on 99 Designs. You create a contest and you say, "Look, anybody can submit a logo, and we'll pick the one that wins, and that person gets 299 bucks or whatever." And the reason that you'll increase the value of the of said prize is to attract more people in your crowd right. to source your idea. Um, crowdfunding is that's Kickstarter or whatever the things are that are out there that do that. And that might be like, Hey, I've created a new kind of soap, but I can't make it unless I sell 10,000 bars of it ahead of time. When there's also uh, platforms for just raising money yeah. where you're not actually selling your product. Correct. And we're going to talk about this too. So I think the first thing you have to consider um, and understand that these that crowdsourcing, crowdfunding are not the only ways to raise capital, um, depending on how much money you need to raise or how much collateral you can offer. And you got to also consider how much control your company you're willing to maybe give up. But, you know, there's a lot of ways to raise money. Uh, I personally think when it comes to crowdfunding, it's, so I tried to do this with Gigabook in 2015. And we spent a whole lot of time, a whole lot of effort, a whole lot of energy creating uh, a crowdfunding campaign. And we did it on Indiegogo. That's what it was. And with that, you could basically buy a golden ticket, like a lifetime pass. But the problem was, is we only sold like four of them. Yeah, I think it's better. I don't think it works very well for software subscriptions. Yeah, I think right. it's better for like for products, Mycroft or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a well, Mycroft had a very successful kind of it's a competitor yeah. to like Alexa, actually not Echo, and and a former guest. Yeah, and so that that's like a physical product, or sometimes you see things on there that are like even like a movie or a video game yeah. or 
I think it's better with physical objects that you're like tangible things. Like I'll buy one of those things because it's cool. So I'll like hopefully a year from now I'll actually get it. Yeah, like half you the said, time you don't get it, and yeah. we'll get into that here in a bit. But you know, I mean, it's it's a good way. It's it's a good way to also it's uh, kind of a, a, a two or three for. You know, like you can get some money to build something. It's also good promo. Like pre-sales. Yeah, it's also promo. Yeah, it's like you I'm know, pre-selling my product. Pick up a little heat. And then if it goes well, well, then obviously you have that to lean on. You're like, oh, we sold out our Kickstarter campaign in, yep. in, in a day or whatever. So now with that, all that glitters is not gold. You do need to understand that you're going to owe some fees. You know, Kickstarter and Indiegogo and these platforms, well, they're not doing this for public service they are doing it to make money at their own business and you know these crowdfunding platforms oh, they get a commission it's about five percent i can't remember man you know i think it's different it depends on how much you're going to raise how long your campaign's out there for and then some of them you set a campaign goal like ten thousand dollars and if you don't even get to it then it's just incomplete right and it's like everything's refunded so, you know, in, you know, in, on a podcast where I had prepared more than just items about what to consider with crowdsourcing or funding, I probably should look up the fee structure. Yeah. Let's just where if we had like a real producer here in the studio, we could be like, Johnny. And they'd talk in our ear and stuff like that. Ooh. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. I yeah, mean, yeah. we still only draw like a hundred people when we do them live. <laughs> so, well, there was the one day we sold out the, the arena. It was 96,000 people, right? I, you know, the final count came in and I didn't realize that we actually made it over a hundred thousand. Wow. I know it's pretty impressive. So, you know, keep in mind that these platforms are going to take a fee. So if you're selling, you know, X item for a hundred dollars, I don't know, man, I've seen all kinds of stuff. I know that a lot of the people that, uh, you know, there's, there is a whole tribe of, of individuals that are, they really get into, you know, the, these, these kind of items. They're looking on those sites for yeah. what's coming out, what's yeah, coming that's up cool. next. And it's cool new stuff. It's cool. You get something new. And you, you don't know. get most of them. <laughs> is that true? Like, I know, that's, I know. Have you had that you happen? You either don't get them or when you do get them, they're a piece of crap. Have you had that happen? Yeah. How much stuff have you bought? I would that. say Let's like half a dozen it. times. Okay. Yeah. By the way, Kickstarter's fee is 5%. And I think then you also pay a payment processing fee on top of that. Yeah. So that's more like 8%. Yeah. Okay. So, well, what'd you that buy? That doesn't sound so bad. What'd though. you buy? Um, so I bought some really cool wooden uh, puzzle things you put together to make like a car, different things that are made 100% out of wood. Got okay. U-Gears. That was really cool. That so that really actually well. arrived? Yeah, it actually arrived. And it was cool? And it was very cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I did one that was like some kind of watch you were supposed to wear that could tell you like how many calories you've ate and can burnt in a day. How'd that work? Out? Yeah, I don't think that worked. Did it arrive? It did arrive. I never really used it. Okay. And then but I did, did some. Did it work? I don't think did so. Did it try? No, I don't think it really worked. And then I did another one that I think was supposed to track my kid, like where their location was at all time. I think I'm still waiting for that one to okay. show up. Yeah. Um, so there, but as a, as a buyer, there's reasons that that could occur. Like, you know, like the, obviously people that are doing these things, they're trying to attract capital yeah. and maybe they didn't get enough of it. Maybe something came off the wheels on the way there. I don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, especially the ones that are building hardware, like that shit's hard. Yeah. 
and they're like, oh, we're going to do this. And we raised a million dollars. And they're like, very inexact. Whoa. Can't figure out how to source this stuff from China. And then it doesn't work. And the quality problems and the firmware doesn't work. And blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on. I was watching uh, when we were talking about, uh, remember all of the business documentaries that we were supposed to watch and then review and then never did? I watched all of them. You didn't watch. Them. Oh my God. I had watched all of them by the time we recorded. You, you were guilty of not watching any of them, but one of them was called print the legend and it was about 3d printing. And one of the companies that was on there, I can't remember what the name was, but they had done a, they had a Kickstarter campaign and they had, I mean, I'm talking, they sold millions and they were supposed to deliver X number of months later and they had not. And by the time they were filming, they were three or four months behind and they were just trying to get these things out. And, you know, if you're considering doing something like this, you got to be ready to live up to your promises. So in order to do that, you need to have a plan in place. You know, you need to, um, you know, you, you got to have an idea of what you're using the money for. You got to have some kind of plan. And in some cases, that's partially what you might even be presenting. My, I think you owe it to the future backers that yeah. you got your shit together. That's like, you point. know, I need this amount of money and I can actually do this. I know what I'm doing. I just need the money. Yeah. Please don't scam us if you don't have your shit together. And, you know, that's part of, but that's part of the presentation too. Like, let's just say you and I, okay, we, we're going to launch a product. I, at least. It's going to be a smoothie machine that makes mangoes smoothies. Oh, man. We had that, that there's someone, one of our guests is already de- doing that, that, yeah, we need to raise, you're still thinking about thirsty, coconut. about $2,000 and okay. we're going to have to do it on GoFundMe. Well, so we can have one in our office. I think that, is that what we're talking about? I think we could get one for free. That's probably, yeah, true. let's work on that. Right. So, um, so, all right. In order to attract people to buy, the whole thing is, is like, A, it's got to be cheaper. You got to have some kind of incentive. And, you know, I've seen all different kinds of stuff. Sometimes it'll just be like, you know, sometimes they're just asking you for money. Well, they're like, like, hey, you get a T-shirt and a poster, yeah. but we want 500 bucks. But and but they're clear about it. They're like, hey, look, we're trying to bring this to the world. And maybe it's something that, that does something that contributes to the greater good of society or the world. Well, and if you're on Kickstarter or something from a uh, talking about having a plan in place and marketing, like you got to really stand out and you got to have like really good videos and product documentation, yeah. all that stuff. And that's part of that plan. Like and, if you don't have that, yeah. then you're just, you're dog shit. No one's going to buy it. You need to have a, a video and you need to talk about, you know, it's a, it's a presentation, man. It's a commercial. Yeah. And you also got to talk about, you know, going back to the same, like if you and I were launching something, I like to feel that we're credible, like meaning like we we're not crooks. So that could be part of the presentation. Like, hey, look, we're two guys trying to solve a problem. We have a history of doing things and we're credible. Like if that's part of if that's part of your story, then you need to tell that because it's going to make me feel a little better about making the purchase. Because I bet a lot of people that go into these things are really leery. You know, we started a podcast together. We started a business together. We need to do a Kickstarter together. Wow, I've got the perfect idea. I don't know if I want to hear it. What is it? A Bitcoin wallet for our cell phone. Didn't someone already do that? Like, no, ours is going to be better. Okay. Because everybody uses Bitcoin for everything. Man. You, We're going to be you billionaires. Wish, you wish. Three comma club. Here we come. Dude, we even took our shitty old computers that were mining Bitcoin and we didn't even plug them back in because we were, maybe we should. I've noticed, I've noticed that. You're so, crushing my dreams. 
uh, well, sometimes the best thing you can do is tell someone to not is do not launch your Kickstarter. Yeah. Well, for your Bitcoin wallet, which was probably a fucking free app. That, like, I mean, let's be realistic. Okay. Okay. Here. Well, we'll figure out another idea. Okay. Well, what would your incentives be with this, Matt? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to let that is the incentive that it's free. I'm going to send you a real Bitcoin, like the minted ones. Oh, I have one in my desk. This has got so many holes. That's in my it. free incentive is you get a physical Bitcoin that's not worth anything. Just well, like our app. <laughs> Oh my god. But some of them are cool. They have incentives like talk to the team or a free shirt or buy three sometimes for the price of two sometimes it's or whatever just it is. Cheaper. Yeah, cheaper. Sometimes it's just cheaper. And you know, so why does it why does a business want to do that? Well, A, you gotta get some product out there and just try to do it. But it could also have to do with maybe your additional orders on top of what they're already planning on building might drive their production costs down quite a bit and it's a win win. Right. Yep. Um, you know, so, you know, with the, I think the thing that people don't think about when it comes to, to crowdfunding is like we were just saying, like you have to, you actually have to market your promo. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you don't just build it and they come like, I'm sure there's a few that get in there, but there are a ton of things in the, in Kickstarter, Indiegogo, all these things. There's a ton of stuff in there. So how do you get found? Because it's algorithmic. Like, right. As people would buy some of the stuff that we had, like we jumped up on the list. But I mean, they're clearly going to put the most popular stuff at the top because they want you to buy it. So I always say you can be the coolest kid on the block, but being the coolest kid in the city or the coolest kid in the world is a whole different thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're up against everybody in the world. Yeah. And you may not be so cool anymore. Yeah. Is that directed at me? Yeah. You're the coolest kid on your block. That's it. <laughs> but I live on a huge block. Yeah, you're pretty cool. Yeah, thanks, man. On your block. <laughs> so, but, you know, back to the marketing strategy. For all those of you listening, we just really are really proud to bring you all of these golden nuggets and gems by Matt Watson. You know what? I think I'll break this up a little bit. I think it's time for a mixtape moment. All right. For those of you who have been listening, we have recently invested in mixtape the game. And... uh it's fun to play, so uh, we're going to do a card. Yeah, right we're going to do it. Right now we're playing the card game, but soon we're going to have the digital version. What song or band changed the way you think about music? Ooh. It was Fish for me. That's when I discovered the jam. Mm. Been a huge fan ever since. It was probably I was in college. The way I thought about music, I don't. That's a really good question. This is this is a tough one. Well, a where there's only two of us, so I would have to vote for you, and you'd have to vote for me. So we yeah, there's no winner here. But this is just an introspective moment because knowing okay, so if you know that my answer was fish or there was a particular song that actually says a lot about me, it says I used to be a hippie. I still could be. Who knows? But overall, like it tells me a lot. Um, you didn't have some. There wasn't something that moved you along the way. Maybe. Maybe I'll say Nirvana. Okay. Okay. Nirvana yeah. was definitely, is definitely, so that for you, you were probably like in middle school when that yeah. came out. Okay. Yep. So what, what was it about it? I don't know. Just the, that whole genre of, of music and like just the love the album and yeah. all that I mean, stuff. Was, I mean, right? That's a good choice. It's yeah. definitely like, 
that's like right when I was in those like teenage years. It was really the leader of the whole like Seattle grunge scene that kind of came to follow after that. It was Same in Green Day. Yeah. Oh man, I love Green Day. Trailblazers. Some people Weezer. don't. We, I, you know, I never got into Weezer. I know we just they were just in Kansas City, yeah. but overall, like I did, like you know, and I, for Nirvana, I go back way to their way, way not even like the Nevermind album was probably the first one. That's yeah. the one with like the baby and the yes, swimming the pool blue album. I like the ones before it. They had like Bleach and Incesticide, and those were the really like raw kind of punk rock kind of things. But yeah, loving some Nirvana, and then I also liked Fish, kind of the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. I just love the jam, man. I just love the, I love improvisation. So anyway, back to crowdsourcing, you know, mixtape. All right. You know, mixtape the game. This mm-hmm. would have been a perfect crowd funding. This would have, this is the perfect thing. It's a little box of cards. Um, you know, we also have a, an agreement with breaking games who distributes the physical product of this. And it's at every target, right? It is. It is. And it's also on the Amazon. Um, so, you know, you look at this and that's something you need to consider too, when you're talking about a plan. So let's say that mixtape the game, which I'm holding up here as if someone is watching me on TV. You look beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I, as a product spokesperson, I feel I have a strong career on radio. <laughs> <laughs> you look, yeah. Of all 43 year old men hosting this podcast, I definitely look the best. Um, but so, but you talk about having a plan. So you also have to think about what happens if things go well. So, um, this would have been a great example because I, this is a $20 item. If we had sold a hundred thousand of these, how were we going to get, deliver them? One at a time. Well, yeah, but think about that. Like that's it, like, you know, you got to also keep in mind. Is there any other way? One at a time. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of different ways. You could use like a fulfillment or a drop shipping yeah. company. And it's like, for example, um, I actually bought this off of Amazon. We own part of this, but I bought the deck off of Amazon because that's how it's distributed. Yeah. And it was easier for me to do that than try to deal with getting Joel to bring me another deck over or whatever. I just, you know, I was like Amazon oh. prime, baby. I know it got there really fast. So, but, that, and that's why Amazon is, is like sometimes people look at it and they're like, I have to pay 30% for Prime. I'm like, yeah, they're also your disc, they're your warehouse, they're your fulfillment center. Right. So, you know, you got to think about how you're going to do that and also give some consideration in your plan to the fact that you're like, oh, yeah, but we sold these for half, say we sold them for $10 a piece. Right, yeah. We might be in for a very unpleasant surprise when it comes to fulfillment. Because it probably costs three or four bucks to ship these. You got to buy the boxes. You got to pay for the shipping. Yep. You got to stuff them. You got to print labels. You got to deal with all that. You got to deal with returns. So, so how are you going to deal with all yeah. that? Yeah. a lot to deal this with. Is this, why, is this why all these Kickstarter campaigns fail? Some of them for sure. So, you know, in the work, in the marketing strategy, I think the suggestions I would have is, you know, a video. If you can do a video, really good video. I mean, like the, a really good video is a big key in these things. So, what, did you see a video on the stuff that you bought? Yeah, a lot I, of them. I've did. never bought something off of one of these. I just never have. I think that I'm inherently like too cynical to believe that any of it would arrive or be cool. Well, you're mostly right about that. Yeah. So, um, but a video is a big plus. You got to have a good description, uh, pictures, yep. lots of pictures, clear pictures, not crap pictures. Like, why should I buy this thing? Why is it different? 
Why is it, what are the benefits yeah. of what, this is the benefit of what we're doing. And then you got to clearly and openly be realistic about when they should receive it. Like hey, the, I did another one that was like a charging station that all of a sudden you're supposed to be able to connect like 10 phones to it. Do you have 10 phones? Uh, and it never shipped. That's lame. Yeah. Could use one of those at the Sprint Center. If yeah. it arrives, can we bring it down? Yes. Did you buy it like two years ago? Oh, yeah, this was maybe five years ago. Now. <laughs> what happens? Do they communicate with you at all? Yeah. When, delayed, they... delayed, delayed. Apple has a new lightning connector and we can't license and use the connector. Blah, 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 whatever. Just bullshit. Give me my money back. You didn't give me my product. So with that, you also, I mean, you're going to have to consider placing some stipulations or maybe some of these platforms might have them. Because here's the thing is Kickstarter definitely wants you to deliver whatever it is you say you're going to deliver. So you got to be ready. Like, you know, like Kickstarter demands that its campaigns revolve around a tangible product that customers can use. There we go. Okay, no software. Done. Um and once again, if you don't hit your goal, then you get none of the proceeds. So you're way better to set. Okay, you can set a low goal and then keep selling way past that. Sure, absolutely. You can say your goal is to raise $2,500. You can sell $25 million. But you don't want to say it's $25 because if you sell $24 million, you ain't getting any of it. Ain't no one got time yeah, for that. Yeah, set the bar low. You're going <laughs> to, for your Bitcoin wallet, is that just going to have a, is that a $1 uh, I want to collect um, at least four bitcoins. Yeah, so like twenty three grand. Well, it, it changes came every up day. It changes it came every up day. I mean, it could be ten grand, could be a hundred grand. So, we'll so we don't know yet. You definitely want to look into what the stipulations are. Um, like I said, we did Gigabook was on uh, Indiegogo, and that's clearly why we did it. I, I mean, I don't even remember that. Um, you know, then back to, you know, the, so the, the last kind of, you know, tip here is, and we've said this again, but I want to reiterate is, you know, you need to be ready to deliver on these promises. So that back to that, uh, print the legend documentary. So the maker of that, they had had some kind of delay. I can't remember if it was funding or if it was development or something like that. These folks had just destroyed <laughs> their reputation over being late. Yeah. You know, like, delays, because what, delays, what's going to happen is if you say you're going to deliver it in December and now you're getting into February and March, people are going to be talking about how you scammed them. Just all kinds of like, and it's, it's reputation management that you cannot get your arms back around. Cause once people start talking about how it's crap or it's, I don't know. I mean, I've seen businesses ruin their reputation before they ever really had one to ruin. It's kind of like Tesla now. Whoever thinks they're going to hit a deadline on shipping a new car design. It's true. I'm just expected to be delayed. I'm ordering like 40 of them because the robo taxi. Yeah, you ordered all roadsters, right? Yeah, because the most expensive car, it's like Uber X, right? Well, you can get the people there faster so you can go through more people quicker. <sighs> no? Well... Speaking of delivering on your promises, um, a couple things, you know, like, you know, it's just really back to having that plan. Like, can you, okay, if you get this thing funded, like, is what you're promising and what you're trying to deliver even a, re a reality? Like, where are you manufacturing these things? Are you in a line behind 20 other products that are waiting to be made? You know, there's a lot of things to look at. Um, you know, and well, here, here it is. For example, you might expect to ship a product by December, but fail to compensate for production delays or miscalculate the shipping costs. 
Yeah, taxes, import taxes, all those things. It shows you how knowledgeable I am about these things because I hadn't even gotten to that point on our notes. But yeah, but really the re- the real question here was: Is crowdfunding worth it? And I don't think you know. I'm not really sure that we can arrive at a conclusion. I think for something like mixtape, it could have been perfect. Yeah, I Mycroft. It, I think it worked. I well. actually think he did a Kickstarter on these. We we'll have to get Joel back in next time he's in for the mixtape update. I, I think for certain things, it can work great. Yeah, and I really do once again. Probably the simpler the product, the better. Yeah. Like the high-tech gizmos and stuff that are prone to software problems, hardware problems, manufacturing problems. Like like your Bitcoin wallet? Yeah. I'm going to scrap that idea. Okay. That lived and died and yeah. within the context of a podcast episode. Um, you know, I mean... I mean, is that the conclusion we came to that it's maybe a little more worth it for tangible products? I think so. Okay. Now, I you think were, a really simple product. You mentioned something. Not software products. We were talking something earlier about equity funding. Is that is that actually out now? Yeah, it is. I thought that there was like some regulations around that. No, there's there's some different things that are out there. I'm trying to remember what it's called. So is that is that exist? I mean, is that literally for funding your company? Is that where you can have like fifty thousand founders at a hundred bucks a piece? Yeah, like crowdfunder is okay. one of them, and I think there's other and that's ones for out there. selling a part of a company. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So at one point that was that wouldn't have been legal. I'm not exactly sure how it works. I guess we should have did our research. Maybe we should launch a crowdfunding campaign for a new podcast producer. That's a really good idea. Or we should crowdsource it. I like that idea. Who should we do both? Anyway, so the episode and review, if you're crowdsourcing, you know, that's, that's something I, I really am a huge fan of crowdsourcing, by the way, like in general, like, and sometimes, okay. Um, the simplest and probably most common people don't even realize they're crowdsourcing is on Facebook when they're like, Hey, who can give me a great recommendation on where I can get my dog washed today? You are technically crowdsourcing that solution. You're asking the crowd to give a recommendation or to tender solutions. Every time I use Uber, am I crowdsourcing who wants to come get me? Um, maybe not so much. No, no, I don't think so. Mm. Um, crowdfunding is back to like the Kickstarter of things. I really like GoFundMe. Yeah, but Go that's GoFundMe is more of a. I mean, that's more of like for causes. Well, it's like Grandpa died. We need money for the funeral. Do you think that he people, wants to? Do you think in. people are com- becoming uh, desensitized to some of that? No, I, I mean like I've donated to him. Yeah, I have too. And then like even Facebook's got like a built-in one now, right? Oh, I don't know. They do. They do. You can like make a donation or raise money or whatever. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What are you going to what are you going to go fund? I donated somebody's funeral. Um different things. I gave money. I now things. that I think about it, um a friend of mine's uh it was put up by another friend of mine. They have a, they had a son with special needs or something he needed something. I actually gave like 500 bucks. That's good, man. I yeah, donated I quite a bit to a funeral. Yeah, I did. I, I It was my I, ex-father-in-law. I, I did a nice amount to that, largely because it was someone that has always been very kind and hospitable to me. And I knew that it was the type of person that would really appreciate that. And then I donated. I, I, I left myself fully anonymous. 
that say that yeah. the highest form of giving is without expectation of right. return. So, sure. um, so, and then I want to round out. So we, there are in fact, equity business funding that went live. Yeah. Crowdfunder is one of them. Okay. So if you're going to do that, you have to give some, uh, expect, you have to give an idea. Like, what do you get? What are you giving up? And you still have to market it. Yeah. And promote it. Yeah. How many are there just a ton of businesses in there? I haven't looked. Huh? Well, it shows you how effective that is. So anyway, well, hopefully we brought you a little bit of insight about our opinions on crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, equity funding, and uh, charitable funding. I don't know. It's all similar. Yep. Let's, let's play one more card of mixtape. All right. Out just because. All right. What was your go-to sad, melancholy breakup song? Ooh. You know. Because I'm a creep. Um, I got to go to uh, actually Lincoln Park in the end because in the end it really doesn't matter. It has to be sad and melancholy. Uh, well, I mean, maybe I was sad and melancholy. But I'm going back Collie, to Fuck You by I needed Cee-Lo a rock Green. song. Am I allowed to use up. Fuck You by CeeLo Green on yes. like everything? Yes. Do you realize an easy way to play defense against me in mixtape is to just pick that song? So you can't pick it? Possibly. <laughs> anyway. Well, thanks. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go buy some stuff. All right. Online. See you, See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.